It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life. It's a weekly look at life in the SO postcode hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. On this episode of The So So Show, we visit Southampton's own coffee house brand. Seeing green coffee in the course of 12 minutes roast through to what our house coffee is, is uh, something really satisfying. And it's almost time to fill the streets again. And when you come to that finish line, from London Road all the way down, with people banging on the boards as you go through, that is just so exciting. So, yeah, it's really cool. Right, it's been a very exciting week for the So So Show. Do you know why? No. Because of, Simon, the world's best garage, BP Showling. Yeah! Are they giving you a blue plaque? (laughs) Well... I think it's in the offing, to be fair. <laughs> We've had this conversation last week about PP Showling and how much you can do there. Let's just go over it again. So they have a pizza vending machine. They have a very good car wash. They have a laundrette. They do have Amazon lockers. Thought they might. Right. And in the store where you go and pick up your groceries and your drinks and whatever else, they did have some Prime at some time. Now, that only... As as we know, last for about 10 minutes, those drinks, because everybody queues up and goes for it under the influence of influencers. This week, after having that chat on this podcast, we put out a little clip about BP Shoaling and just how good it is and how I'd like to spend most of a day there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, if it had a premiere in next door, like that would just be genius. <laughs> so they have now been in touch with us. They saw and heard the clip and they've got very excited. I got so excited. It was like Rick Astley had got in touch when their <laughs> email dropped into my inbox. Um, and they have said about the American candy they have there. I think last week, we did we talk about all the different drinks they've got at the back there? You did, yes. There's all sorts of like Ice Blast and Costa and this one and that one. And they're amazing stuff. They have invited us down there for that. They want to give us some samples of of their American candy, Simon. They want you to be their friend. (laughs) Yeah, they really do. And there is going to be a competition for one of our listeners to win a voucher to spend at BP Showling. I mean, I think it's probably the best thing we've ever given away. We need to stop calling it (laughs) BP Showling and just start calling it the best petrol station in the world ever, (laughs) which happens to be in Showling. So keep an eye on our socials because... Your Shoaling petrol station dreams could be coming true. It has also opened up a conversation about where is your favourite garage in the world? So you're not unique <laughs> in the fact that you have a favourite garage? No, and, and and I put this out on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is normally sort of quite corporate and, you know, a bit businessy rather than, you know, Facebook, which is just chats and rants. Not only did it open up the question of where's your favourite garage in the world, now it's opened up and I've been sent videos of this Where's your favourite service station in the world? And I'm like, okay, right, now we're on to something different. Okay, we know that the world's best garage is BP Shoaling. But if you do have any take on where's your favourite service station, Cheveley Services, it's not bad. I've spent a lot of time at Cheveley over the years. I sometimes meet up with my folks there because it's sort of halfway. And 
Yeah, I don't mind it, actually. It's got everything you need. Cornish pasty company. That's right outside the doors. Do you know what I bought there as well once? A wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, I bought two wetsuits. The most random purchase <laughs> at a garage. I had at, a Costa coffee. I went and got some Percy Pigs from Marks and Spencer's. And then I bought two wetsuits. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> From Cheveley, that's about 80 miles from the water. (laughs) It's all about Southampton, the So So Show. This week on the So So Show, we're catching up with Southampton's very own coffee house brand. Spencer Bowman is founder of Metrics in Southampton, and they have a big birthday approaching. It's 10 years in September this year. Ooh, so there might be a party coming. There will be a party. But everybody's going to dress in yellow, right? Something yellow, anyway. Maybe not all yellow. There is such a thing as too much yellow. I think a little bit of yellow makes the world a better place. Too much yellow makes you want to be a little bit sick, I think. So So Metrics has been going 10 years. So how many Metrics do you have now? We've got three now. So we've got uh, Guildhall, uh, Wollstone Waterside and on Portswood Road. And Portswood has now reopened, hasn't it? Had a, a, a little bother with the roof and it's all been fixed and we're back in. Just a little bother with the roof. We had a small amount of water coming in the week before Christmas. Uh, the the chests were getting flooded, basically. Um, it was either give them an umbrella or give them a few weeks to rest. So no, the roof's been fixed and we're back up and running again, which is... Yeah, really nice. This is an old bank building. Yeah. It's the old Lloyds Bank building. So there are proper vault doors. And honestly, if you've never been to Metrics in Portswood, you need to come here just to have a little look at even just the history of the building and the big vault doors. And you can see all of the sort of remnants of it being a bank. It's a really cool space, isn't it? So we've, I think we've managed to mix some of the industrial style of Metrics with the exposed red brick wall, but we've kept the old bank vault doors, you say. I mean, those walls are nearly a metre thick. Like They are solid, solid concrete. I think it's a really cool space. I, I love it. It's a bit like children. It's My favourite one is always the one that I'm sat in, but I think objectively this is the best looking of the three. And you've got a, a roasting machine out the back there because the last time we spoke to you maybe, what, 18 months ago, that's what you were sort of setting up? Yeah, so we did a really successful bit of crowdfunding. So we managed to raise £5,000, which was match funded by the Solent Local Enterprise Partnership to help us get set up and roast our own coffee. We had a little bit of a delay. We were originally going to roast over in Wollstone, but a combination of Brexit, Covid and Ukraine, I think, put a stop to us getting a gas supply in over there. So we've got it in one of the bank vaults at the back of Portswood where there already was a gas supply. So it's a slightly tight space, um, but that doesn't impair the quality of the job that we're doing on the coffee. And it's um, there's something quite um, magical about getting back to the essence of what your business is and seeing kind of green coffee in the course of 12 minutes roast through to what our house coffee is. is uh, Yeah, I don't know. There's something really satisfying about it. Metrics just is Southampton, isn't it? It's it's just got a bit of a feel about it, hasn't it? I mean, meet at Metrics is kind of something that I hear all of the time. It's one of the little hashtags we now use on our social media, but we didn't make it up ourselves. It wasn't kind of a marketing ploy. It's you know, people say, oh, let's meet, meet at Metrics. And the number of times I'll walk into one of our sites and both bump into people I see and watch other people bump into people that they haven't seen for a while. It's There's a little bit of everyday magic about creating a space that other people consider to be an extension of their own homes, their living room, their home from home I guess. It's Southampton's living room isn't it? And so what's the plan now then? You've got three you're roasting your own coffee any more sites in the offing? You're looking at me like oh please oh give it a rest Zoe 
stop giving me work. Uh, yeah, uh, no, not at the moment. I think, I mean, it's been a really challenging year. I think the end of last year was well documented for price rises all over the place. Our electricity bill is £100,000 a year more now than it was just on electricity. And our food and drink inflation is 28%. So I think it's true to say at the end of last year, we were in a how do we survive this next period of time. I think we're doing a really good job. I think the quality of what we're doing now is as good, if not better than ever before. I think the sites are feeling great. So I'm not saying we'll never do anything else. We're definitely not planning on doing anything anytime soon. I just want to do a really consistently great job with with the three sites we've got. And I love the menu. Can I say about the breakfast wrap? Okay, right. So the breakfast wrap is uh, chorizo, bacon, avocado, sriracha sauce. Look, look, this is how many times I've had it, right? I I just love it. It's amazing. Uh, But you tweaked it somewhat. Yeah, we did very briefly and then we we tweaked it back again very rapidly. I might as well have received death threats. The amount of (laughs) messages we got from very angry customers that we had made a change to what was also their favourite. So you're not alone. Um, And I love it. It's my go-to. I tend to put an extra couple of eggs on there. So that's my, yeah, that's my kind of protein boost to try and make sure that I'm eating enough every day. But yeah, otherwise it's one of mine as well. Right. So that's one of your favourites. If you're in here, right, and you're looking at the menu, what's your go-to? It's genuinely the breakfast wrap if I'm going to have something that I really want. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an eggs on toast kind of guy, so I'd have, yeah, four or five poached eggs on toast. Jeez, man. I know. I know. But I, I guess if I, sometimes my days are so busy that I forget to eat, so it's a case of just making sure that I'm fueled for the day. But the breakfast wrap is, a, it's a, again, another small piece of everyday magic. Sat here right now, I am drawn between the breakfast wrap because it's so good and um, biscoff and what do you call it? Maple syrup, French toast. Oh, it's a dream. It's really naughty, isn't it? Well, it was pancake day yesterday and I had a stack of our um, Biscoff pancakes and they were incredible, but I couldn't finish them. Like, I needed I needed a date. I needed a, somebody to be there with me. Like, definitely a meal. It was the eight stack, so it was the big one as well. But yeah, big fluffy pancakes and b- covered in Biscoff sauce. <laughs> it's been so long since I've been to Metrics and had a breakfast because our mate Martin used to live just up the road from the Portswood one. Yes. So occasionally we'd have a business brunch in there, mm. in inverted commas. But, um, but yeah, I, I think... I I had the taco last time. It's so good. Breakfast yeah. tacos. Um, and do you know what? On our socials at the moment, get on there a bit quick, get on there a bit sharpish because we are giving away brunch for four of you at Metrics in Portswood. Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Now, I know we have a brilliant selection of people who listen to this podcast every week. I'm hoping someone can help with the story about the Victoria Park Netley turtle. Oh. Have you seen the turtle in Victoria Park No. Well, it's not a real one. Oh, what it's is it It's a piece then? of graffiti. Yeah. Someone has drawn a turtle or painted a turtle. Is this on the chapel then? No, it's, it's down by the waterside. Okay. There's a small kind of, how would you describe it? Outcrop. Yeah. And on the brickwork on the side, someone has painted a turtle okay. and his shell is red and it's like a Coca-Cola ad. Okay. But I'm just wondering... Is there a story behind it? You know what? I'm going to check this out with Will Rosie because Mr. Mosaic, he's in touch with these people. He might know the inside track on this. It's just such a 
nice random piece of graffiti i just wondered whether there was a story behind it it's just nice to see a piece of graffiti that isn't just someone's name in neon colors you know i know right so on if, a bus stop i mean what do they get out of it please tell me recognition probably yeah. and, and maybe high-fived when they see their friends next yeah. but anyway if you are heading down <laughs> that was a brilliant bus shelter you did mate <laughs> <laughs> high five <Yeah. laughs> but anyway if you are heading down to victoria park netley have a look for the coca-cola endorsing turtle this is one of my favourite weeks because it is World Book Day um, when all the kids get to make their costumes to go as their favourite characters from books or whatever is in the wardrobe. <laughs> Pretty much. What could we repurpose <laughs> yeah. to make someone look like Hermione? Find, find a book. <laughs> find a book that that will match. That's what it is, right? Um, because, it, you know, look, this fills me with dread because... There's at least 16 times in his school year where the school sent home an email saying they've got to come in fancy dress. What? As an Egyptian. And how am I going to do that now? They've got to come as a Greek and now they've got to come as a Judah. Some schools have a different approach and if you, you're you welcome to dress your child up if you want. Yeah. But if you don't have the inspiration or maybe money's a little bit too tight to go and get a costume, they're happy for their students to get a wooden spoon and put that in costume as a character. Oh, that's so cool. So then you take your wooden spoon. I, t- I haven't dressed up myself, but here's a wooden spoon dressed like Hagrid. I like it. And I think that's a much more inclusive, as a parent who probably nine out of ten times completely forgot about World Book Day <laughs> and only remembered when they saw kids walking towards you yeah. in costume and, you, and you're in uniform. You've got to chase up to Sainsbury's and they've only got a witch for a three-year-old and you've got an <laughs> eight-year-old boy that just won't wear it. So, yeah, so the whole spoon thing, I think it's a really nice I idea. I really like that idea. Or a potato. That's, Dress a potato yes. day, right? My daughter's school, I think, have pulled it out of the bag. They've done this a couple of times now and I think this is genius. So, at the moment, yeah, there is, there's the cost of living crisis. There's also lots of of people that will forget and and they say you know don't go all out you know just make something what that takes me way more time than going on amazon <laughs> but this year what they've said is we want everybody to be comfortable we want everybody to take part in it so everybody come to school on friday in your pajamas that's an easy way and i think that's so lovely that's really inclusive and yeah i think that's great and some parents will be so lucky because they they'll have less uniform to wash because of the strikes (laughs) on thursday pajamas on friday boom (laughs) you do have to i suppose think about them wearing pajamas not them getting out of bed just putting shoes on and going (laughs) to school the so so show and now it's time for the annual event where Chris Reese tries to talk Zoe into competing in an event and she always finds an excuse not to. It's almost time for the Southampton Marathon. Chris Reese is the race director and this year's event is approaching thick and fast. I'm not sure about the thick, but definitely fast, yeah. <laughs> so we've got five weeks to go, Zoe, to the uh, the eighth edition of the uh, AVP Southampton Marathon, which is really exciting. So is your training going well? I don't think I can do it this year, Chris. <laughs> oh, date change or uh, training not going so well? Both, all of the above. It, it, it's the day after my hockey club end of season dinner. Oh. And so I don't think I'll be good for anything. So I will be down to support but as for getting up early and putting my trainers on um, 
bigger and better than ever? Uh, we're back. That's the main thing. Yeah. So it's um, it's just getting people back out into the streets, getting people back into place again, getting people back into training as well. So it's it's looking just to kind of re-establish that. So post-COVID, quite a lot of people haven't got back into their running. They haven't got back into their routines. And I think this year's going to be an exciting year to get people back into normality again, which should be cool. Because we have not had normal for what feels like forever now, but this feels like we're starting to get back into, you know, important things in your diary and moving forward should be cool. So, yeah, just looking forward to getting people back. And the route is always so well supported. Is it all going in the same places this year? Yes, yeah, so we're back to the uh, the route we had last year. We haven't flattened those hills down, so the hills are all still there. We <laughs> Shame. <laughs> still got the Itchen Bridge, still got the staging, which would be really exciting. We've got that mixture of sort of parks, waterfront, running through the city centre. There's always fantastic resident responses, so they all get very excited on the side of the roads as well. We had the firefighters out last year blasting people with the hose. Not blasting, calling people <laughs> down with the hose, not blasting them away. Um, and just having local bands out, people cheering and singing. It's just it's just a lovely atmosphere. So even though you may not be uh, ready for running this year, I think you're going to enjoy the other side of it as well because it's still got that really exciting feel out in the streets as well, which would be cool. And you always have entertainment on the sort of Walston side of Itchen Bridge, which is always needed. The ukulele band was there before. Can we expect the cheerleaders on the other side of Itchen Bridge as well? We've got cheerleaders, we've got a huge choir, so William Shipping are bringing one of their trucks down, so we've got the uh, truck and we're having a massive stage down one end as well, which is really cool, and there'll be a huge choir singing you on as you come over the bridge as well, which would be really good. So, choirs, bands, ukuleles are back. We've got Chord Electra who are there playing in the city centre as well. So yeah, that's all part of the excitement of the event as well, which is cool. So if you're not running it, then just get out and support it, right? Yeah, come out to the streets, come and join in, come and cheer on people. All of the runners have got their names on their race bibs, so you can just cheer out. So it's always exciting when you run around, people just going, Zoe, and you're like, hi, yeah. <laughs> and you've got no idea who it is who's shouting out your name. That's the best bit, though. You've got to write it, like, on your forehead, and then people cheer you on, and you don't know how much that means. It gets you around, doesn't it? It does, and there's, we always say that it's um, one marathon, but 10,000 different stories, because everyone's got their own kind of, like, ah, oh, you know, I've got the sweets off this kid here, or these cheerleaders cheered me on, or the right song came on at the right time. And when you come to that finish line, oh, from London Road all the way down with people banging on the boards as you go through that is just so exciting so yeah it's really cool so let me get this straight you're on the lash the night before yes and that's why you're not going to do it yeah no no don't look at me like that like I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Don't give me your disappointed face, Simon. Look, I wouldn't be able to have a good time the night before if I was thinking about the race the next day. And I like to get down there sort of decent time. So I'd have to be down there at like half past seven. I'm not even going to be up at half past seven. It's hardly worth going to bed, really, the way you party. Oh, don't start with that. <laughs> Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. I decided that I'm going to become a football manager. Oh, are you? Never mind the fact that yeah. I've never done one of those little qualifications that will enable me to be able to go and teach football. Yeah. Never mind the fact that I was hopeless when my lad was in football and they used to make me run the line. Yeah. I've decided it's well worth it for the money. Yeah. Nathan Jones cost Southampton £8.4 million for 94 days work. It's incredible, isn't it? When all this happened and he got fired from the role... My daughter was in the car and she said something about, oh, he got sacked. And I said, yeah, but when a football manager gets sacked, they get about a million pounds. So it's different to every other job ever. 
Because even though you're getting sacked for being rubbish at your job, you get paid an absolute fortune. They had to pay four million to Luton just to open negotiations with him. This is crazy. Football is just mad, isn't it? The So So Show. So that's it. City Red buses have gone. They have left Southampton. They are no longer running through the city. It's Blue Star now. But I was really pleased and sort of, I suppose it warmed my heart a little bit that so many people turned up at the depot to see the city red buses come back into the depot. It was like the end of an era. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, and it must have been nice for the drivers because they all sort of came back in in convoy and lots of people turned up there to see them there. Um, But they've launched all of the Blue Star new routes now. They're up and running and they are looking incredible and they're doing brilliantly. Let's find out what's happening with Visit Southampton. Light up your social life and there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Yes, this is always a massive deal, right? University of Southampton Science and Engineering Festival. Now, this is for all ages. This is for families. This is for kids. Uh, This is on March the 10th to the 19th, University of Southampton. If you go onto their website, you'll find all the details on there. But you can get your kids involved in science and engineering and all little workshops and stuff like that. This is one of those days out where you know that the kids will come away having learnt something. Yes. And it's two weekends this is across now. It's huge. Uh, 4th of March, that is this Saturday... O2 Guildhall, they've got the Sausage and Cider Festival. Oh, What's yeah. not to like? Well, you can take the girl out of the southwest. <laughs> and you know what would be the only way you could make that festival any better? If the Wurzels were headlining? Uh, no, if you <laughs> held it at BP Showling. Oh, right. <laughs> um, and, of course, fast approaching is Mother's Day, March the 19th. Now, I've been told this... Mums go free on the Hythe Ferry that day. Oh, wow. So there's a day out ready for you. Go across on the boat. Uh, You get to go on the ferry a couple of times. You get to go on the train along the pier. If it's a beautiful sunny day, which fingers crossed it will be, you can go for lunch somewhere and... um, yeah, you get that for free because you're a mum that day and you deserve it. So what an exciting week on the So-So Show. We've had BP Showling loving our work as much yeah. as we love theirs. <laughs> so that's nice. And uh, obviously a great prize for you to win if you follow us on our socials. So if you're not following us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, jump on those for the chance to win some cash to spend at BP Showling, the best petrol station in the world. Of course, and brunch at Metrics. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon, and thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. Hold up. 